0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McKenney.
1: And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue here, the other guy on The Other Podcast, and live and direct from Exotic Valdosta, Georgia. Hi, Diana. Hey there. Boy, yeah, yeah but man. you have so, got yeah. wonderfully strong audio now. Wonderful. Uh, matter of fact, you could back off from the mic just a little bit. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Don't worry about that. But okay. that,
1: that's that's wonderful. But it, it is uh, that it is it is doing well. Uh, speaking of uh, just the difference in microphones and that sort of stuff, just before we were getting ready to go, I was thinking about the first time I did any kind of something like talk radio, which was at WLAC in Nashville. And uh, the microphones we're using actually existed back then in the 60s. And you could buy them for $49.50 apiece which was a lot of money. And we paid $179 for these. Okay. Uh, okay, So that's hardly any inflate. I mean, that's negative inflation. The, the all tech console that I would have been using a six input console mono, uh, would have, uh, with no EQ or anything else, very bare bones, probably cost $3,000 in the early sixties. And the, uh, the little Behringer console that I bought for $149.95. <laughs> on, uh, it's a six-input console with a whole lot more features, including digitizing everything, going into this <laughs> laptop I'm using, which is more powerful than the supercomputer at my university when I, when I was doing that. John is so old. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so old I can remember when. Vanderbilt actually had uh, occasionally a winning team but today we lost 37 <laughs> to 28 to, M- to Missouri.
0: But you, it was a good game. It,
1: it was. was. Both uh, both teams scored four touchdowns just Missouri also got three field goals and that's 9 points difference.
2: Meanwhile,
0: Ow. in in the top 25 um uh, football games today. you're this being a Saturday in the fall. It's college football scoreboard time. And uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs uh, defeated Florida uh, <coughs> thirty four to seven, and it wasn't that close. I mean, oh. by, it was uh, it was twenty seven to nothing before uh, Florida ever scored. so, uh, in the fourth quarter. So that was a blowout. Uh, and speaking of blowouts, uh, let's see. Uh, number two, Cincinnati defeated Tulane 31-12. to 12. Uh, Number seven, Oregon 51, Colorado 29. I remember when Colorado was a powerhouse,
1: man. Well, they have an advantage playing at altitude. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, the
1: boulders it, up around six thousand feet. Well, this was played in Oregon, so so, uh,
2: so uh, maybe the uh, the rich air and all that moisture kind of made them go. Oh, too much, too much.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know what it was. Number thirteen, Wake Forest, uh, is uh, with a minute to play. They lead Duke forty-five to seven. Uh, number four, Oklahoma uh, romped over Texas Tech 51 52 to 21 uh, and a minor upset today, number eight Michigan State defeated number six Michigan 37 to 33. Uh, Wisconsin upset. Uh, number nine, Iowa, twenty-seven to seven, and that was played at Wisconsin, so the home field advantage worked for the Badgers. Uh,
1: Baylor. We don't need no stinking Badgers. <laughs> we don't need no stinking
0: <laughs> Badgers. Yeah. Uh, number sixteen, Baylor uh, held off a, uh, a challenge from Texas. They actually had uh, Baylor had to come from behind uh, to defeat Texas, thirty-one to twenty-four. And uh, Pittsburgh number 17 uh lost to uh unranked Miami 38 to 4. Now, that game is very interesting because they've got a, a freshman quarterback at Miami named Tyler Van Dyke. Remember that name, he's a freshman, he threw for uh, how many yards? He threw for like 400 yards uh, uh, today against um, Pittsburgh. And that Tyler Van Dyke is, is a player you want to watch because he's only a freshman. So, cool. And he had to step in when um, uh, the Miami starter got injured, but he's doing a lot better <laughs> than the uh, guy he replaced. Meanwhile, cool. um, uh, number 22, Iowa State got upset by West Virginia, 38-31. And in um, Auburn, uh, they have just kicked off with number 18 Auburn hosting number 10 Ole Miss. And meanwhile, in other SEC action, Mississippi State hosts number 12 Kentucky. And let's see, uh, in about 20 minutes, Ohio State, Ranked number five will kick off against uh, 20th ranked Penn State. And meanwhile, number 11, Notre Dame, hosts North Carolina. And those are your, and that's the scoreboard, uh, the college football scoreboard. You know, one thing that they, they, they don't do too good with football. At hmm. uh, Vanderbilt,
1: but they're pretty good at teaching science. Well, mm-hmm. yes, uh, and we should follow the science. Yes, well, no, actually, that's something I actually very much have to do as an engineer. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe
2: we should follow the gourd or the sandal as well. <laughs> no, I'm going with the. I'm going with the science. Um, uh, so am I, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, but
1: the look in engineering, we have to figure out. Uh, which thing is going to work and what and maybe when is going to work better than the other. Mm-hmm. And so the scientific method allows them, uh, uh, basically it relies on running experiments to uh, verify predictions that you've made from uh, testable hypotheses. Now, a testable hypothesis. Now a hypothesis that you can't test, uh, uh, you can't run an experiment about, so you're not going to do science. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and historians do that all deal with that all the time. Because tell me
2: about it.
1: <laughs> uh, historians do it all the time. That's the what goes on in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, science is something different. Well, right now we've got two competing, about how uh, that relate to how to manage public health and safety. And one predicts that the better way to maintain good public or maybe even improve public health and safety is to require certain people, (laughs) including uh, public safety employees, to be vaccinated against uh, COVID-19 and to fire anybody who won't get with the program. There's a competing hypothesis that says, well, people ought to decide for themselves. And uh, de- that decision should be decoupled from employment and that will give us the best results. Uh, and so you've got these two hypotheses being tested in different states that are following one approach or the other. So it shouldn't be all that long before we find out uh, which one's better or whether they're both or whether they're both wrong, which is another possibility. So uh, that was what I uh, posted. During the, I guess it was back on Monday this week, mm-hmm. and then here we have uh, coming out later in the week uh, the fact that Florida reaches the lowest case rate in the nation.
2: Yes, wasn't that that made me grin? <laughs> okay, it made me cackle. Well, actually, that was great. Actually,
1: to be more accurate, uh, the uh, the the correct way to put that would be the lowest rate on the North American continent. It's actually uh-huh. tied with Hawaii, which isn't on the continent, which is separated mm-hmm. from, you know, they have with an Island, they have a certain way of, of, of running the quarantine a little better. Yeah, tell that to New Zealand. Well, <laughs> well but the, Vir- the U S Virgin islands are better than, uh, Florida. Puerto Rico is better mm-hmm. than, uh, F- Florida. The, uh, uh, the Northern Marianas, which are uh, a associated uh, with the United States, are better, and American Samoa is better still. Hmm. So basically in order to be doing better than uh, Florida, then you've got to be an island in the middle of the ocean someplace. Uh, <sighs> and we'll see how this plays out. That could be a fluke in the data, but I found it moderately amusing. But one other bit of science that kind f- of flew by... Um, Uh, the screen here, uh, was a uh, paper I found on the internet uh, Mm. about meat and mental health.
2: I liked that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Basically, it turns out that uh, doing a meta-analysis of uh, uh, other people's work about meat consumption, depression, and anxiety, uh, vegans are more likely to be depressed than meat eaters.
0: (laughs) They don't have as much to look forward to, right? I think.
2: Well, you are. know, do you become a vegan because you're an anxious, depressed person, or or what? You know. Well,
1: I think, I think you become pl- a de- vegan because you're not a racist. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well,
0: I, I know, but I, I really think that that, that uh, veganism uh, in the United States is highly correlated. Uh, with political liberalism, and I think that the... the therefore, you're
1: not a racist.
0: <laughs> and therefore, and therefore, the uh, the correlation, you know, in other words, <clears> that the, the, there's a third factor Stacy we're, in we're, we're going,
1: doing crazy people uh, at the bottom of the uh, <laughs> okay, uh, program.
0: okay okay boy he's really trying to cue me up <laughs> well about racism
1: Stacy as you once told somebody in a courtroom by the way, you're white <laughs> now, I, I've
0: got a post that I put up today called the accusatory finger of
1: blame I think it's the middle one isn't it
0: which kind which you can find at my blog, TheOtherMcCain.com.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, uh,
0: and I began by referencing Tom, uh, Thomas Sowell's The Vision of the Anointed. No and, wonder
1: you're a racist.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> if you will click the link, you can actually buy the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Sowell's The Vision of the Anointed
1: Oh, another Amazon link, good for you
0: <laughs> Yes, right <laughs> And, and it, it'll, they'll kick me back some money But the, but the important thing is That it's, it explains The psychology of liberalism And mm-hmm. uh, the, the anointed uh, What Thomas Sowell Talks about is that Liberals support The policies they do because it makes them feel good about themselves.
1: I just checked the price of, the, of the, your link there. You're going to make sixty-four cents off of this.
0: All right. Woohoo! All right. Well, let's hope so. But anyways, uh, but but his insight helped me understand an otherwise inexplicable phenomenon: white people who habitually accuse other white people of racism 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 yes with With five five a's A's. yes there are five a's in racism it's an exercise in moral narcissism this is about the white person who is pointing the finger thereby demonstrates their moral (laughs) superiority to others
1: yeah well Yeah, But look, most of the people that I know that are white and pushing this
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, fall into one of two categories. Uh They're either basically um, not for profit grifters Uh. or they are uh, basically people who are wealthy enough to be able to afford luxury uh, uh, points of view.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and, and that is the case uh, with AT and T. Christopher Rufo, the guy who made uh, critical race theory a national issue, uh, has a story uh, that went up uh, yesterday about how AT and T Corporation has created a racial reeducation program that promotes the idea that quote. American racism is a uniquely white trait. End quote. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, and and this has been taken up by the CEO of AT and T, John Stanky, who is white,
1: and, <laughs> and he is. Is the C- and is the CEO of the parent of CNN.
0: Right, right. He, uh, he owns, he runs the company mm-hmm. that owns CNN. Uh, John Stanky's salary is- 20 million? 20 million a year, okay? And, <laughs> and he's running CNN or he, well, I don't know. But anyways, but this claim- that, Well,
1: at least he can claim that he isn't as big a loss on the company in terms of cash flow at the, as CNN.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the uh, articles that is being pushed upon um, AT and T employees is a column uh, published last May uh, in the Chicago Tribune mm-hmm. by Darlene Glanton. Who was for many years a columnist? Uh, she recently retired from the Chicago Tribune. And she uh-huh. happened, by the way, which is something you can look up. She published that column on May 30th, 2020, the same uh-huh. day that the governor of Illinois sent the National Guard into Chicago after three days of looting and vandalism. Uh-huh. The 2020 riots in Chicago caused more than $100 million in damages and have been followed by an unprecedented surge of gun violence. There were 769 Mm -hmm. homicides in Chicago last year, a 55% increase from 2019. By the end of September this year, Chicago had recorded Two thousand seven hundred and twenty-six shootings, oh including six hundred and sixteen homicides. And so, what does oh. that tell you about race and and police? And you know, it, it doesn't. It seem like you maybe that racism isn't really the problem. But um, I don't get uh, two hundred.
2: Million dollars a year to 20 million, 20 million, 20
1: million. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll let him have another. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyways, 20 million dollars to lecture his employees about their obligation to engage on this issue (laughs) of racial injustice. Anyway, so the cop is out there risking his life for 45,000 a year so that this idiot. (laughs) <laughs> can get paid twenty million a year to run AT and
1: T. You know, yeah. I'm so I'm so old I can remember when AT and T was the phone company, and in spite of all the jokes about Ma Bell, uh, it was a well-run operation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Uh, and you know, that made wonderful contributions to uh, uh, to uh, American culture.
0: Well, it was the company. Founded by Alexander Graham
1: Bell. Graham Bell. Well, it is the company that, for example, developed the technologies that allowed us to have talking pictures,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? Uh, they're just, uh, it's the company that gave us the transistor, uh-huh. you know? I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, that, uh, that there's there was nothing in the heritage, and it's just been completely frittered away in, over mm-hmm. the last 30 yeah, years. Well, go broke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, well not uh, soon enough with AT and T. Sorry. Well, I, it ha- I,
0: it happens to be my email.
2: <laughs> I, I know. AT&T. I know.
0: I I've been using that account for like twenty five years. So right. It's, it's and
2: changing old. it would be a real headache. I know. I understand yeah. that. It's just yeah. AT and T makes me mad. It always has. Well,
1: <laughs> I'll just I, I I'm coming up on. 24 years of WJJHogue.com, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy for that. Any-
0: Meanwhile, in Virginia, Virginia,
1: I was getting ready to Oh, say yeah. One of the things, you know, as as, as as hard as it can be to be in Maryland sometimes, at least I'm not in Virginia.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're now less than a week away, and, and now, as a matter of fact, it's, it's one, two, three days away, really, from the election, With the Virginia governor's gubernatorial race, it's too close to call, and that's between Mm -hmm. Terry McAuliffe, Democrat, (coughs) and the Republican uh, Glenn Youngkin.
1: I don't know. Is it too close to call? If 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 companies like Fox are showing uh, Youngkin with fifty three percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. That poll came out on Friday uh, from Fox News showing uh, Glenn Youngkin now with a 53 to 48 lead. That's a, mm-hmm. um, Oh, it's 53 to 45. Mm-hmm. On the video mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so it's an eight point lead according mm-hmm. to Fox news. And uh, I, I know a little bit about polling and, and I'm, I'm going to just put an asterisk beside all of these things and wait and see what
1: the vote is. Well, one of the things, though, that they did to, yes. get, that, to get that result was they were looking at uh, likely voters, likely voter turnout. And their polling is now plurality Republican mm. rather than plurality Democrat.
0: Well, we we will wait and
1: see. Well, I mean, there is an
0: energy gap between the two parties this year, and (laughs) and so we there's an
1: IQ gap.
0: I I, I'm going to say wait and see. Okay, that's all I can tell people, and that's the message really uh, of my post here is Mm -hmm. that um, Joe Biden has been out campaigning. For mm-hmm. uh, Terry McAuliffe, uh, uh, what's her name? Kamala Stace. Harris. Ugh. Kamala Harris. Uh, uh, Barack Obama, I believe, has uh,
1: uh, campaigned. And for- he couldn't draw. He has. Uh, he couldn't draw a, cr- a crowd of any substance in. Uh,
0: Arlington.
1: Uh, yeah. Or in uh, Newport News. And, you know, talk about uh, Blue County in Virginia. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Well. Anyway. So. So. Uh, you know. What happens in the final stretch? And because this is. You know. The. If you're watching like Fox News every hour, on the hour, they're talking about Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to live there, it's got to be driving you crazy because you're getting bombarded uh, uh, with with campaign ads, and, and because. Um, I live uh, within, uh, the when I watch, uh, I, I get some of these ads uh, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, it is, it is just a, a continual, you know, scream on, on TV of all these ads running now. And mm-hmm. I, and, and I, I tell you what, I, it's, it's very hard if you're not within the range of these ads to understand what it's like when, when they're really pouring it on the way they oh, want. yeah. So, so we will have to
1: wait and see, but. Uh... It's going to be interesting though, to see what happens in New Jersey.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: I'm yeah. Getting, I'm getting interesting vibes about uh, people not wanting to bother to turn out uh, uh, and, they're the people who are telling me that are for the most part New Jersey Democrats. So
2: yeah,
1: it's going to, I still think that that, uh, the Democrats are going to pull that one off, but that will be the real shocker if it happens.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, You know, it it may be uh, uh, speaking of racism.
1: Yes. (laughs) We're talking about the really low IQ event of the week.
0: Oh my God! The stupidest oh, God. political
1: stunt—the Virginia Tiki Boys—the Virginia Tiki Boys. Virginia yeah.
2: tiki boys. <laughs> oh, good <sighs> one. Um, that was terribly unconvincing and embarrassing. Well, but you got to admit they were diverse. The, they got their diversity right.
1: Yeah,
0: there's yeah. Five
1: <laughs> There, are Five people showing up at uh, a. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's five. Supposed
2: white supremacists, yeah. And is, one of them
1: is black. And one yes. of them is female. And, mm-hmm.
2: and she's and, a, she does not look like she knows what she's doing there.
1: And, and, well <laughs> and, and all of them are Democrat Party operatives.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But the Democratic Party says they have nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah. Oh I mean, sure, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Well, lots
1: of, actually, three or four groups now have claimed that they did it.
2: And yeah. I yeah. They, right.
1: Well, I, that may be. Trying I to, am
2: Spartacus at this point.
1: Well, no, I think that I think that they're trying to say we did this. Uh, uh, you know, it's not uh, Terry McAuliffe's uh, fault. Uh, but but there's the a member
2: that, of his campaign there. No, <laughs> it's his fault.
1: Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that. The first group to step forward and say we done it was the Lincoln Project.
0: Yeah, yeah right.
1: A, there was a wonderful headline in our national newspaper of record today saying that the way the Yunkin campaign is going to keep this from happening, uh, uh, with the, being interfered with by the Lincoln uh, Project, is that they're going to begin holding all their rallies within 500 feet of a school. <laughs> If you don't get that joke,
0: I, I will explain that the, a guy named John Weaver played a very prominent role in the Lincoln Project before it was mm. discovered that he had been um, um, sexually propositioning young men, very yes. young men. And, uh, and so, so the, uh, I, you know, it's probably wrong to use the word pedophile in connection with the Lincoln project. But- well
1: actually it may be because those boys actually may have been they were young men as opposed to yeah. boys. Yeah. One
2: was fourteen. There you are Okay, bingo
1: okay. then. Was
0: there 14- <laughs> Oh, boy and what i don't
1: remember this I, I, yes well, there yeah.
2: is a 14 year old boy involved in all this oh, okay. well but the, I, the thing I,
1: is i have you know there's there have been a bunch of pictures but the real cl- classic one the one that's been used the most for the memes is uh the the five uh people in their white shirts and uh khaki trousers <laughs> uh standing there with their tiki things with the rain soaked <laughs> street behind them and um I, I I got on this fairly early in the day, so I pointed out that, uh, that I, I was only pointing out two reasons to think it was nonsense. Uh, the, the first was that at least two of them at the, that point in the day had been uh, positively identified as Democrat operatives. But mm-hmm. the second, the absolute, to me, most obvious uh, way to, to know that this was bullshit, mm-hmm. not, a, not a single one of them had a MAGA hat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, 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 if you got five five of those real white supremacists together for something like that, <laughs> what's the odds that none of them would have had a MAGA hat? But I think
2: Nothing. I, it, I can't calculate that. <laughs> but all, not
1: only that, but all the hats look brand new. And so mm-hmm. I, they were probably picked up on the way to the uh, protest or whatever this thing was, demonstration at Walmart.
0: Yeah, but it, but like I said, they're very fine people, John. That's, that's the point. If, what what the what the uh, McAuliffe campaign and the uh, Lincoln project were were trying to do was to call to mind the uh, the stupid events in Charlottesville, Virginia, in um. August of of twenty seventeen. Glenn Youngkin had nothing to do with that. Okay. No, of
2: course not.
1: You he know, wasn't even in politics at that point.
0: Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was working at the time. He was CEO of the Carlisle group. But they mm-hmm. demanded uh, that see, they want to blame that rally on Trump and because they're trying to bring Trump into the campaign. Uh mm-hmm. Um, I think during um, uh, his appearance for uh, 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 McAuliffe, Biden invoked Trump's name over a dozen times. It, mm-hmm. they, there's a supercut out there with Joe Biden going Trump, 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 and you know, and Glenn Youngkin, of course, wants to get the Trump vote, whatever that is, because I'm mm-hmm. sure that most. Trump voters are really just Republican conservative voters like everybody else. But but this idea that Mcauliffe is trying to to say, you know, to use Trump as a uh, bogeyman to frighten Democrats who got to go vote because it's Yunkin is Trump.
2: Well, it works. Uh, that's not very convincing. Into the bargain, they're using the both people on uh, fine people on both sides uh, myth. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody with the sense God gave a grasshopper at that point knows that the words directly after that, not talking about the neo Nazis, they should be condemned totally.
1: Right, but I mean the, the whole so, thing is this: uh, Trump, 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 Trump did oh, yeah. for them. so you know they they do have they do have yeah, that California straw. They have, have
0: Virginia, but
1: they have that straw to grasp, and they're hoping that there there's enough blueness in Blacksburg and Roanoke and Charlottesville mm-hmm. and Newport News and in uh, Northern Virginia suburbs that uh, that they can stir that up. On the other hand. The Northern Virginia suburbs have been thoroughly stirred up by Loudoun County. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, that that that's got interesting things going. Um, but
0: but we're, we're going to talk about wealth in a moment. Yes, we
1: are. But first, we're at the bottom of the hour. And as a lead into that, I was going to suggest that you describe a certain yellow button. Yeah. Speaking of wealth.
0: <laughs> This is the time when we get to the greedy capitalist portion of the program. And I'll tell you, if you will go to my other my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word <laughs> donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, rubles, euros, yen, New Zealand dollars. Pesos. Uh, any denomination, anywhere in the world, uh, you can click on the yellow button. It'll take you to my PayPal account, and you can contribute to the support of the vlog and of the podcast, and, of course, help keep my wife happy. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife likes it when I got money, so if, uh, your contributions uh, via the yellow button... Uh, will serve to uh, help keep my wife happy. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hoag's blog, Hoagwash.com.
1: I have a tip jar icon that you can click on. And I, like any good televangelist, except all denominations, although I prefer 20s, 50s, and 100s. Um, But... uh, you can also... We, su- we,
0: we, we, we love Ben Franklin around here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I collect <laughs> portraits of, of, uh, of the founding fathers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hamilton's
1: always welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's, that's what I've got the tip jar salted <laughs> with, is a couple of Hamiltons. I've also got uh, a link over there in the sidebar to the Hogwash Story New Year. Uh, Christmas shopping there, and we can actually still get stuff delivered. Uh, our supply chain is still in, uh, pretty much intact. Also, um, the, the link to Amazon shopping at Hogwash as there is, we just alluded to earlier, at uh, the other McCain. When you use those uh, links at a participating blog in the Amazon Affiliates program, the blog gets a small commission. And like I said, on the purchase price of the book we were talking about, I think I quickly computed uh, 64 cents to, uh, 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 that would go to, to the other McCain. Now, you know, that's a good thing uh, the, that Al- Amazon does to support uh, bloggers on the internet. And I'm very appreciative of it. But regardless, you please remember the five most important words in the English language hit the freaking tip jar. <laughs> Yes, please. Now, of course, we are for profit. Uh, mm-hmm. at uh, The other McCain and hogwash. On the other hand, Diana, you're in the not-for-profit realm mostly, right?
2: Lord am I <laughs> not voluntarily at the moment? Um, I have to say, um, I have very. I am a for-profit person myself, but I work with nonprofits.
1: Yes, and one of the things, though, that uh, I uh, try to do is mm-hmm. to make investments that grow in value, and yes. I, they have what's called capital gains in those cases. Oh, yes. For example, I bought a house, and it's increased in value over the years, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's part of my financial security, having that capital asset. And, mm-hmm. But lots of folks have seen the value of their capital assets rise significantly in yes. the past couple of years, especially things like 401ks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the reasons my 401k has done well is that several of the mutual <laughs> funds uh, in the portfolios uh, of, of my 401k have positions mm-hmm. in companies like Tesla and SpaceX and Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't become a billionaire by any uh, means, but I've been riding along with the tide. So Mm -hmm. now there's some truly economically challenged people on the left who are (laughs) all upset about how the fact that people uh, have made some money uh, on paper and they are proposing (laughs) a wealth tax as a way uh, to fund the Build Back Better scam.
2: Well, here's the problem. Um, it's all very well to talk about taxing unrealized capital gains, but mm-hmm. what are they going to do about, are they going to you know, give us money back for unrealized capital losses?
1: Uh, well, see, that was part of, part of my questions. But the thing is, like I saw mm-hmm. a tweet from, from Sun Conqueror's Critter uh, mm-hmm. saying, you know, Elon Musk has made uh, $36 yeah. billion dollars recently well, okay, mm-hmm. I'm glad the value of his stock went up because I've got some of it in my 401ks. Um, mm-hmm. And so he ought to be hit with an $8 billion tax bill for that. And it's like, uh, no. And look, Musk is probably a good enough businessman that he doesn't keep that kind of cash lying around. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll bet that most of he'd have to sell really a noticeable portion of his holdings in order to pay up on a bill like that. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of leads to what you were alluding to. If he dumps that much stock on the market, <laughs> the value of my SpaceX stock is going to go down, which will piss mm-hmm. me off, first of all. But it could go down so much that he couldn't pay the tax bill.
2: No, he couldn't. So, it's so, it's know, one of those perpetual things where you're always chasing the ability to pay, and you never get there. Well, the
1: other thing is, what would happen to my four hundred and one k? Like you were saying, do I get a rebate? Oh, it would crash. No, <laughs> well, I want want a rebate. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and if he if he has to sell that much stock in the companies, he might not have controlling interest anymore. Would the new owners run the companies as well as he did?
2: No, because they are not bent on getting to uh, – they're not bent on getting uh, to uh, Mars and making us a multi-planet species, which is what he's interested in. Well, but not
1: only that, but what happens to the jobs that go away then because the companies aren't doing as well?
2: Don't know it's about like, that. Nothing yeah. good.
1: Uh, well, look, if, but here's the other piece that, that doesn't make it work. I mean, math is hard. Okay, you're going to destroy the business of one of the richest men on the planet because you're uh, envious of his success, right? Mm-hmm. But that's only going to provide your even if you get it, even if you think you've got it right, it's only going to provide eight billion dollars. That's less than a quarter of percent of the cost of one percent of the mm-hmm. bill of the bill for the Build Back Better uh, uh, cost zero uh, pro mm-hmm. scam. So. There aren't, how many billionaires are there? I mean, it, it, are there enough of them to have their businesses raped to fund the scam in the first place? And if those many, uh, so many companies are trashed, uh, what happens with the, to the income tax revenue that those companies and their employees would have paid?
0: The problem, John...
1: Inquiring minds want to know. Yes. The
0: problem, John, is that this is about economics. If Democrats understood economics, they wouldn't be Democrats.
1: Well, they wouldn't certainly wouldn't be the kind of Democrats we're dealing with right now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, I, I think the last Democrat who actually had a firm grasp on economics was John Kennedy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know. Uh, well, but his daddy was a banker.
2: Yeah. Well, before that, he was. Uh, his daddy was a rum runner. Yes, I'm and a publisher, saying, right? I recall. Yeah,
0: but he, well, the important thing is is that, is, that, is that you know I I mean I'm not here to defend uh, Joe Kennedy Senior, okay, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I but it, the fact is is that the guy was a Harvard educated banker back in the days when uh, bankers were were not uh, uh, were were you know that it, I mean he was. Um,
1: Back in the days when they were willing to uh, lend you an umbrella if you'd give it back when it was raining, right? Mm-hmm. They were pretty hard about it. But you know, but once again, he, as you were pointing out, he was a bootlegger and a run rummer, uh, so he understood pl- supply chains, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is something the Democrats clearly don't do now. Oh, good God, Milton <laughs> Friedman. Milton Friedman once remarked that if you put the government in charge of the Sahara desert, uh, that we'd quickly run out of sand. Yeah. Uh, and one of the supply problems in my industry of electronics, uh, is it a sand shortage? It's silicon <laughs> metal. Uh, you use silicon metal to make transistors, semiconductors, integrated circuits, right? And uh, there's a mm-hmm. Chinese, their Chinese industry news, uh, site called SMM News is reporting that government imposed power restrictions in China are <sighs> adversely affecting silicon production that, that uh, production is really going to be a real problem. And that, you know, next year we're looking at uh, having the same kind of shortage uh, in silicon that we were talking about in magnesium for alloying uh, last week. So by the way, silicon is not rare. No. It is the most common metal in the Earth's crust. The only element that's more abundant in the crust of the earth is oxygen. Um, mm-hmm. And a vast array of products use semiconductors. I mean, like I bought a toaster last year. <laughs> and, you know, when I was a kid, the toasters had this metal bar that would heat up. And eventually, because it was heating up, it would uh, uh, move like a thermostat and release the thing. and Your toast would pop up. Mm-hmm. My new toaster has got a, uh, they replaced the 40 year old one. My new toaster has got an integrated circuit to run that timer. <laughs> you know,
2: that so. brings to mind a joke about shooting toasters. Go on. <laughs> go, go ahead. Okay. Um, so uh, a man and his wife are standing in the kitchen and they're joking about, um, how, uh, how, you know, these things are so, uh, Smart these days, and um, yeah, pretty soon things will know what we want before we know before we do. And my wife laughed, I laughed, the toaster laughed, we shot the toaster.
1: <laughs> yep, it's like that, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, hope, anyway. I, hope it, I hope it wasn't the brave little toaster, I like that. Too.
2: Oh, but, uh, <laughs> oh.
1: I, although I think the best character,
2: I think is. that was a brave little oyster, wasn't it?
1: No, At least little, Cole Porter. No, the brave, the brave little toaster is a kids' movie. Oh, uh, but uh, anyway, you're probably. My son was the perfect age for it. He's, uh, yeah. he's going to be 33 in a few weeks. Uh, okay. Any, anyway, uh, speaking of older stuff, you know that toaster I was replacing was the first appliance that Mrs. hogan and I bought. Uh you know, you would think, well, most people, the first appliance you would buy would be something, you know, whatever, but we, you know, Connie already had a kitchen aid and I had a waffle iron and Connie okay. had a Connie already had a microwave. This is one of the advantages of waiting until you're 32 <laughs> to get married and marrying somebody who's already in their twenties. But um uh, uh so that toaster was actually the first kitchen appliance we bought. Uh, so was like I said,
0: avocado green. No, it's
1: stainless steel.
0: Oh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, but
1: um, it, was, it was the seventies, right? Yeah. This is why we got stainless steel oh, okay. <laughs> because you, you are a every, sensible man. No, no, every, no, everything we, uh, the kitchen we had was almost all white cabinets and stuff like that. And oh, you know, white enamel stove and refrigerator. And, you know, this, uh, and you know, the microwave was stainless. And so it was like, well, we got our choice of these three obnoxious colors and stainless. We'll have have stainless. Thank you. (laughs) But that that gets me back to a a post I had that actually referred to another post I had. Uh, October 29th, last night, was the, uh, was the, the ninth anniversary of the swatting threat I received after mm-hmm. writing writing about uh, the person the person who was the executive director at the time of uh, uh, one of the uh, Kimberlin's not for profits, um, mm-hmm. but the other uh, October 29th anniversary is uh, uh, occurred in the grand ballroom of the Waldorf forty four years ago when I met Mrs. Hogue. So mm-hmm. some some anniversaries are nicer than others mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh on the other hand that's my true romance story but you had another one didn't you
0: oh uh, yes uh uh it's football season folks and and it's also <laughs> uh uh a, a season for fools but the, it's always fool season out there uh, uh dk oh, yeah. metcalf is an nfl Uh, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, 23 years old. He was drafted in the second round out of Ole Miss in 2019. He is also the son of former Chicago Bears lineman Terry Metcalf. And he's a fool who seems to believe he can run around with trashy women without consequences which is how he ended up being put on blast, as the kids say, this week. All right, now I'm, I'm reading from a, well, a sports blog. Seattle wide receiver DK Metcalf is a single man in Seattle just trying to live the life of a multimillionaire NFL player, and along comes some OnlyFans model, using uh-huh. that loosely here, named Tori Lynn, who comes along and and outs the guy for how he's been handling his relationship with the woman who charges $15 a month to see her content. I'm going to interrupt that just a minute. Uh, And I've got pictures. It's called Fools and Their Money is the title of the post. And there's a picture of a... Mr. Metcalf and Tori Lynn, usually what they do, uh, these OnlyFans type models is they will use their first and middle name. Uh, And so I believe she's got a middle last name that is not not listed. And so, but anyways, Tori Lynn, a Seattle uh, based or OnlyFans model, Do you, folks. I, I I may have to educate some of uh, you older fans uh, th- to explain that OnlyFans is basically uh, do-it-yourself porn, uh, oh. where where uh, where they uh, the girls are selling uh, scantily clad pictures of themselves, if they're clad at all, and it's it, it, it's. I'm sorry, it's. Digital whoring. Uh, I'm not going to mince words on that. But anyways, okay, back to the story. In a series of videos posted to social media downloaded by Egotastic Sports, Tori Lynn explains how the Seattle wide receiver, whom she has visited a time or two, recently summoned her to his place for a little quality time. Tori, being a good teammate, got in her car and headed for DK's house. At some point along her journey, she gives DK her estimated time of arrival, but there's a huge problem, and DK tells her she might as well turn around. What allegedly caused this was that DK was at a bar trying to land two other fish, then oh. add Tory win to the mix and have himself a foursome? Okay. Anyway, right. he, yeah, he, he was trying to arrange a foursome, and his girlfriend, and I've actually got the video uh on the on the page so you can see her talking about uh how she is uh and, and she here is this star wide receiver, you know, who signed a contract worth four point five million dollars, and he's running around with absolute trash? Mm. Yeah, and I and I'm just like, Are, you're gonna, you're gonna, yo, know, you're gonna end up broke and sorry. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you you you're living like that, you can't do that. I mean, there may have been a time, and I'm, mm-hmm. if, if, certainly there was a time. Like back in the 60s when Joe Namath, you know, was, oh. <laughs> was kept himself quite busy. Okay. Uh, is
2: that how, what we're calling it these days? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he
0: he, he was not, it, there was never a shortage of female companionship in Joe Namath's life. <laughs> I'll just put it to you. That
1: way. <laughs> but the problem All right. Is
0: that now with this social media everywhere? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you've you got to be very careful. Young men have to be very careful. And I have warned my sons, trust me, about, you know, you got to be careful who you're associating with. You can't do this kind of stuff and get away with it. You, it'll ruin your reputation.
1: Yeah, it mm-hmm. might.
0: And the Internet is forever.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of is so in think, a lot of ways.
0: Think of Anthony Weiner.
1: okay?
2: <laughs> do I have uh, to? Yeah.
0: But but that's the point is that you know politicians were banging girls all the time, but they weren't creating a permanent internet record of their uh hookups. So
2: well get... go ahead. We do have who was it, uh the guy who paid the uh, prostitute with the check? <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Was that that guy? I'm trying to remember who that was.
2: I can't remember his name offhand. He was a Democrat operative. And he was just,
0: yeah. I, yeah paid a, you paid a the hooker
2: with a check.
0: Yeah, you don't do that. Well, anyway, but I, I, <laughs> I bring this down to a, a simple lesson. Living amid the collapse of Western civilization, the smart mm-hmm. thing to do is to avoid having any of the debris land on you. Stay away from drugs and whores and crime. Get mm-hmm. yourself a wife and some kids in a tiny little home on a cul-de-sac and learn to take pleasure in domesticity. Yeah. I bet you that, that is wisdom. Very, <laughs> there are probably very few NFL players who understand the word domesticity. Well, um, I don't know. Um, I'm a domesticated man, okay. And we've I noticed, like yes. That way. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, right? Okay, my wife, my kids, I stay home. I, I'm not, you know, out running the road all the time, uh, chasing the uh, uh, the feline persuasion. I'll put it that <laughs> way.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be domesticated. It's something else to be domestic. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that I was ever domesticated, but my life with my wife and family, I was at least domestic. I was not feral. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and, and what we have here is a young man who's feral. Yeah. And that is not, that is not a way to become a part of the broader society in a way that is successful.
0: You know, and sadly, I, I, no. I have had some conversations, and, and and look, I I ran wild when I was young, okay, and <laughs> and uh and I you know and looking back on it, it was nothing but wasted time, and you know, and things were dangerous back then, but. Hey, there's no permanent record, okay? That's the thing. <laughs> I try to tell these kids is that it, is it, this stuff is going to be on the internet I always forever. Ma-
1: I always made sure I had the negatives. Well, speaking of photographs. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But, you know, we usually do this crazy people are dangerous thing uh, at the uh, end. And it turns out that uh, when I was putting the thing together, you hadn't. Really done uh, anything that way uh, in your blogging this week, and then you came up with something at the last minute. So we're going to do a double, uh, a double cr- dose, a double crazy. dose of crazy. <laughs> so I get to go first with you. Know what? You can't get away with it, Andrew nope. Cuomo, who is a megalomaniac and a form of crazy. Andrew yep. Cuomo's uh, mugshots and fingerprints are going to be out there. Uh, because he's getting charged uh, with the, at least a misdemeanor of uh, improper touching uh, apparently he was uh, they got uh, an, enough proof of him groping a woman that uh, he, he's uh, going to be a uh, defendant very soon so there's that that's the first crazy person who is dangerous Yes. Um, and, and, and that kind of Megalomania. I'm not talking about just he. He was dangerous to this woman. He groped. He killed how many people in the nursing homes because of his
2: megalomania? Fifteen thousand.
1: Yeah, approximately. Crazy people are dangerous, and this guy was uh, uh, dangerous wholesale. Mm. (laughs) Meanwhile, back to
0: Philadelphia. We're going to deal
1: with retail crazy now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I. my good uh, blog buddy Dana Pico uh, calls calls it Philadelphia uh-huh. uh, uh, on a per capita basis. Philadelphia is more deadly than Chicago. Okay, uh-huh. uh, it is it is uh, a very dangerous city, and but it's a little less dangerous uh, over the past year because. Um, Walter Wallace Jr. uh, has not been on the streets of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, He made the mistake of charging at the police with an eight-inch knife while they were yelling at him.
1: I remember something about knives and gunfights. Yeah, saw the video too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You you go charging at the cops with the knife. It's just <coughs> suicide, okay? I don't mm-hmm. charge at
1: people with a knife unless it's a bayonet on the front of my already loaded rifle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, he was shot dead by police last October. Um there was a domestic disturbance. As a matter of fact,
2: police had third been one called- that day.
0: Yeah, it was the third time that day police had been called to his uh, to the family home in West Philadelphia. Uh, and there's a lot in the media about uh, Wallace having mental health problems. Yes, crazy people are dangerous. Uh, but uh, uh, Walter Wallace, uh, whatever his mental health problems were, uh, they seem to have a lot to do with violent crime. He had been arrested Uh, Well, 27 times, okay? I I, I put 12 mugshots up here, okay? Uh, 12 mugshots of the same guy, okay? He'd been arrested so so many times. Uh, His first arrest, he was 13 years old when he was charged with assaulting a teacher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of like a uh, a red flag, you know. But, but this guy kept getting released, so he was 27 years old when he was mm. uh, finally shot dead after charging at the police, and there was a, hu- a huge riot. I don't know if you remember mm. this last October. I do. Yeah, they there was looting and vandalism, and 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 uh, dozens of police were injured. Uh, millions of dollars of damage. Well, you will be happy to know, perhaps, that the taxpayers of Philadelphia will be paying $2.5 million to the family really? of uh, of uh, Walter Wallace Jr. $2.5 million they're paying to his family to settle a wrongful death lawsuit. He charged at the cops with the knife. You can't yep. defend that in a court? You know, I mean, what? It's got $2.5 million.
1: No, you can't defend that in a court in the kind of jury that they would have yeah. had in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: yeah, it's, the, it's the OJ jury problem. Well, anyways, and so I found myself sort of screaming in all caps on my blog and finally i said excuse me if i seem a bit worked up maybe i should ignore the media otherwise the news might drive me crazy
1: and as everybody knows crazy people are dangerous and one of the important things that you'll learn if you spend much time on the internet is never try to out crazy Stacey mccain yes Mm -hmm. well uh, anyways well we
0: are approaching the end of the program and uh and so uh, I will remind you that you will need to turn back in, Tune back in seven o'clock Saturday night. We're always here.
1: Uh, well, yes. And we'll be back next Saturday. We'll see you then. Thanks for coming in, Diana.
2: All right. Talk we to are you then. out of here. Bye.